0: What if we did away with traditional position names like defender, midfielder, striker, and instead identified players for what they specifically do on the field? A new data experiment by The Athletic's John Muller attempts to do just that and attempts to make it visual. He joins me on the show today to talk all about it. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, August 2nd. All right, it is Tuesday. I have John Muller here with me, and John, I'm looking at a creation of yours here on uh, on my other on my other screen. There are many colors. There are many categories. I'll get into a little bit more of a visual description here in a second. Obviously, this is uh, for those of you that are listening on a on one of our podcast, uh, whatever podcast app you're using. You know, you're not going to be able to see this. Maybe we'll be able to find a way to put it up on YouTube or whatever. But John. What is it that I'm looking at here? Why Why did you do this?
1: <laughs> so so what you're looking at, it's actually not immediately obvious that it's a data viz, but it is. Uh, and it's called the sunburst chart. And what it is, is it it shows uh, player roles. Uh, so I used data, a lot of data over a lot of time. This was actually a super involved project to categorize players into different roles uh, using FBRF data. So across the top five leagues in Europe, And then kind of subdivided the roles further, uh, built a model to classify players, and then made this nice, pretty wheel out of them so that people can actually see, you know, kind of visually how these roles break down and how they're related to each other.
0: It is very pretty. I really can't emphasize enough the the sheer number of colors that are involved in this thing. Uh, I'll describe it really quickly for those of you that are listening. Again, just on audio, there's an athletic logo in the middle. That's very nice. Uh, And then basically you have a series of concentric circles that are divided into, you know, pie slices or pizza slices or however you want to think of them. Uh, Towards the middle, obviously, you just have two sort of slices, one of which takes up about 60%, which is attack, the other of which is defense. And then sort of after that, you get a little bit more positional on the next ring out. Uh, things like central de- or, uh, central defender, wide defender, central attacker, deep mi- midfielder start showing up. And then after that, you start getting into some interesting names, uh, maybe uh, d- different sort of categories. There are all sorts of them here. I'll highlight a few that I think are interesting. Spreader, Roamer, Unlocker. These are very exciting names, along with some more familiar sounding ones like Box to Box, Distributor, Finisher. And then on the outermost level of this chart, you have a bunch of player names. And in the one that I'm looking at, they're all Premier League player names um, for, you know, a lot of names that you'll know. People like Phil Foden. I'm looking at Bernardo. I'm looking at Mason Mount. I'm looking at Neymar. Not a Premier League player, but fits into the unlocker category. Uh what sort of criteria did you use to, to make this chart? And is there anything I just said in the, that, that you think I'm missing as I'm, as I'm trying to describe it right now?
1: No, I think that was a good description. So maybe one way to think about what a Sunburst chart is, is like a series of nested pie charts, basically. So okay. you've got kind of like a 60-40 split on the inner attacker defender circle, because about 60% of your outfield players are like midfielders, wingers, strikers, etc. And about 40% are, you know full backs, center backs, swing backs. Um, and then like out, outside of that, we've kind of got six categories around this second ring. And then outside of that, we've got 18 categories that have the sometimes colorful names that I'm sure we'll talk about. And then because those 18 colorful names aren't immediately obvious like what they are and what they mean, uh, I gave three examples and they're not all Premier League. The reason a lot of them are Premier League is that uh, for each category, there's three names that are the three highest transfer market values. So just kind of like uh-huh. famous players, right? So, Familiar players. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you'll see you'll see your Mason Mounts and your Hurricanes, but you'll also see like Mbappe and Neymar and you know guys from from outside England who you're also probably going to have some idea of how they play, right?
0: Okay. Uh, so I asked you this at the top, and I feel like I'm uh, no closer to knowing the answer, John. Why? Uh, this is this is this is a very this is a very uh, pretty and interesting chart, and it's cool to see sort of the categories broken down like this and the players associated with the categories. But as just a person on the internet looking at articles about soccer, what, what is the usefulness of this, of this chart? And why, you know, why was this such a huge involved project for you? What, what, what do you think people are going to get out of it?
1: So I I think there are really two reasons to do this. Uh, One is that English is a very impoverished language for describing what soccer players do. Uh, You know, Italian has a lot of really colorful sort of position slash role names. Uh, Like Argentine Spanish has some good ones. Yeah. Uh, But in English, we really just describe players with positions, and then occasionally labels like box to box midfielder, or you know, for any striker who's under six feet tall, he's a false nine. Like we 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 don't have a lot of ways to describe it. I'm thinking of so,
0: terms like like trequista, for for example. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is something and, and that Ganji. never really. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. All all these things that like we don't really have, or like, um, so, and and part of the reason that those terms that other countries have are useful is that they go beyond describing just where a player plays, and generally through like cultural associations, describe something about how a player plays. What. His job description is uh, maybe something about his personal play style, maybe even something about his skill set, what he's good at, what he's not good at. Like, uh, you know, if, if we think of a trick or taste that we might think that he's not especially defensively active. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, but, um, but, but they're, they're really like, they're kind of four levels where we can describe, like we can describe where players play on the pitch, just like strict location. Right. And that's, that's what positions do. And that's as far as we usually go in English but we can also describe like what their job description is, like kind of what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, We can describe like their style, what they, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. And we can describe their skill set, what they're good at, what they're not good at. And so I wanted to get away from positions a little bit and into sort of the second and third, like what's their job description. And maybe a little bit of like, what's their personal kind of tendencies, their personal styles. But I wanted to also stay away from that fourth category of, What are they good at what are they not good at because i don't want any of these roles to be inherently better than another and i don't want one role to have you know like it would be it would be very easy to have a role that's just like all the guys who you know score all the goals and get all the assists are just in one little category right and all the guys who don't score any goals are in another category but that wouldn't be very useful i think for describing the game and how players fit together um, so, we're trying to avoid just describing where on the pitch they play. We're trying to avoid, you know, just saying who's good at doing the things. And we're trying to say, like, how do they play as well as where do they play and how does sort of a team fit together. So, that's all That's all one half of the answer. The other half of the answer <laughs> is I wanted you to deal with data so that we can do this objectively, right? Uh, okay. Because… Even with positions, we don't usually do it uh, objectively. It's possible, technically, to get at positions objectively. It's not really worth your time because you still only wind up with descriptions of locations. Um, But I wanted to be able to say, sort of, based on data for all these thousands of players, you know, I've got uh, almost 8,000 player seasons in here who I haven't watched. You know, tell me, sort of, generally, what's their job?
0: Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Well, this sort of leads me to my next question, John. Like, what what sorts of things did you learn putting this together? Like, I'm particularly interested to know if, you, if there was a player... That maybe ended up in a different category than what you were picturing, or maybe somebody whose placement would surprise many people, or or or, or something like that.
1: Yeah, I, I think what I would say about this particular project is that if you watch a player every single game and you know his style really well, you know more about him probably than this model is going to be able to tell you. Right. You probably don't know more about you know the other seven thousand players. Uh, <laughs> So it's it's more about giving you that kind of base level general idea of what his job is uh, and and sometimes there are cases where I think uh, maybe the model got it wrong so like for example in the in the uh, deep midfielder group there are again three subclusters of that right and mm-hmm. one is like anchors who are kind of more the pivots the guys who help to start the build up and they like tend to stick a little bit closer to the defense than the other types and then we've got one that I called box to box. Even though for most of the names, I tried to stay away from things that were immediately familiar and more just kind of evocative, because I didn't want sure. us to bring too many preconceptions. But box to box more or less describes what this other cluster is about. One of the examples in the box to box cluster is Fabinho, who I would think is more an anchor, right? He's he's the pivot in Liverpool's four three three. He stays home, he defends, he helps uh, start the buildup. But when you know when you look at his stats, you can see okay, well. He doesn't do a lot of the kind of longer, more progressive passing that a guy like uh, Rodri or Busquets does at the base of his respective four-three-three. Uh, and so there are ways that Fabinho is kind of more similar to the box-to-box guys. And there are ways that just like, you know, the model and the blurry stats might sometimes get guys a little wrong. Helpfully, the model also gives us percentages. So it might tell us, I could I could look into it, it might tell us Fabinho is like 40% box-to-box and like 40% anchor. And that's a lot more useful than just having that that hard classification uh, for both descriptive reasons and for data stuff that we'll do further on down the line.
0: Well, John, I'm really, really excited for this piece to come out to get even more context behind this behind this graphic. I know there's more to it than just the graphic, but the graphic is really uh, pretty stunning. And I think something that uh, readers are going to like digging through and, and, and finding out more about the process. Uh, maybe we'll talk to you more about it later. Uh, as, as time goes on, as the season gets underway, uh, anything yeah, else you, know, you want to say about it?
1: Well, well, we're introducing these roles now, but hopefully I think that they will serve as a basis for a lot of really interesting data work uh, kind of throughout the season. And hopefully I'll be able to do more articles that build on this. So, yeah, I think we'll probably come back and talk about this, but it's it's useful for people to get a feel for these 18 roles first and where they came from. And then we can talk about player roles more as the as the season goes on.
0: Absolutely. We will. Well, John, until then, until we have to do that. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you. You're
0: Before we go a TV guide for today, all times are Eastern as usual. And believe it or not, we have champions league today. We're in the qualifying stages at 2 PM Monaco versus PSV and at 2 45 PM union St. Gilloise. Uh, the darling team of Belgium, my official uh, favorite team in the champions league. Let's uh, see if they can make it through to the actual group stage. Uh, They play Rangers. Both of those games are on paramount plus or DAZN in Canada for MLS. At 7.30 p.m., New York Red Bulls taking on Colorado Rapids. That is on ESPN Plus or your local stations if you have to be, happen to be in market for either of those teams. Same goes for the 10 p.m. game, Seattle Sounders versus Dallas. That's a fun one in the Western Conference. In the NWSL, we have Racing Louisville FC versus OL Rain. That is on Paramount Plus. And we have a big Copa Libertadores quarterfinal first leg. On BN Sports, Corinthians versus Flamengo. Two Brazilian sides, two classic Brazilian sides. That is absolutely going to be worth a watch. Once again, that's at 8.30 p.m. on BN Sports. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic. And you can subscribe for $1 a month for six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening and happy soccer to you all.